Hello, listener. Um, welcome along to our very first episode devoted to UFO. And before we get into it, a little um, correction from me. Um, when we recorded it, it was a very hot, sweaty day. I was a very hot, sweaty podcaster. And for some reason, um, I named Aisha, who's at the beginning of this story, as Anushka Hempel. Um, what can I say? You know, um, and Anushka Hempel is in uh, UFO later on in the show, and um, uh, her name begins with A. And for some reason, I called her Anushka Hempel. Anushka Hem. Oh, see, the heat's still got to me now. Yeah, I called her her when I meant her. So apologies. I, I, I put this on the front because uh, if I don't, I know you're going to scream at your at your headphones when I make this complete an utter mistake. So apology for that. On with the show. Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat. Condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. So what have you chosen to wear for today's recording? Sensible turtleneck or purple wig? Uh, I, I went with both. Oh. A sensible purple turtleneck. I've got an image now of Paul Foster in his turtleneck with um, Gay Ellis's purple wig on. Yeah, well, we didn't, in this episode, we didn't get Paul Foster's manly chest, did we? No, no. So, sorry. Hopefully, kids have done it. I suppose we could have worn, because um, we've probably both got them in the drawer, we could have worn our string vests. <laughs> it's warm enough for us to be yeah, in, it is. just it's in our string vests at the moment. Room. Yeah. Yeah, so here we are. Very happy time for me. Been been yeah. waiting for this. It's been had a bit of a delay because of you know real world, um, but yeah, I've been, I've been desperate for us to uh, arrive at UFO, my favourite Jerry Anderson show at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing to go before we discuss it is um, is it UFO or is it UFO? Because this... everyone in this show calls it a UFO, which is the old English way of saying. UFO, like I remember when we were kids, it was always UFO. And the goodies obviously did that very famous episode, You Friend or UFO. Mm. Um, and everyone in this says UFO. No, they so, don't. Because who, who I thought UFO? they did. Um, oh, Alec does towards the end. He you says UFO. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I don't uh, know what Alec says. <laughs> what do you prefer? Do, do you find it jarring every time old Ed says UFO? I do now, yeah. I wouldn't have done in the seventies, but I do now because it is. We've moved on. It. Everyone says UFO, mm. but it's not. There's no um, full stops between the letters. So no, that's when it is UFO. But yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah. Interesting. This is um, 
This is one that I don't remember watching. Not this episode. I mean, UFO. I know you say UFO. I can't. I can't. I'm never going to remember saying UFO. Um, that joke's gone out the window. Uh, yeah, I don't remember ever watching it as a kid. I got a feeling it might have been because it's live action. I'm not entirely sure whether my parents were sort of, you know, or you can't watch that or something. It's a bit. It's too adult. I, I don't know, but never watched it. So I, I knew. I knew it from the. Um, the TV twenty one annuals and things mm-hmm. like that, and countdown, and and I remember, um, you know, the Dinky Interceptor, and I remember the toys and things, and I knew about Straker, but I had never seen one until they started releasing on VHS. I think maybe what's happening there with you is. Um... All Jerry Anderson shows, you know, back, back back when they first came out, of course, we had different ITV regions and they were yes. laws unto themselves oh, yeah, and their yeah, scheduling yeah. was different. And, yeah, so some 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 of the ITV channels started showing programmes before others. Their time slots were different. It seems strange now where we've just got yeah. one ITV that, you know, down here we had London Weekend Television at the weekend you know, and and then Southern TV Monday to Friday, and yeah, the the the, the timings were all over the place. It's like Tis was, isn't it? Tis was yeah. was a big thing for like two or three years up in the Midlands, but down here in the South, we didn't start getting that until about like seventy eight, something like yeah, that. Because we, we were we we were LWT, and then they started Central, uh, the ITV region. But yeah, we there was a lot of things we didn't get. Um, we're sort of the same now because uh, obviously living in Wales, I mean, we don't watch a lot of terrestrial TV now anyway, but living in Wales, you've got a different BBC One and uh, BBC Two and Channel Four. Mm. So you'll, you'll see something advertised like in a magazine or something. You go, oh, I'll watch that tonight. And you look on it, you have, it on Sky, you have to go to the, the English Channel Four because the Welsh Channel Four is showing probably a cum or something. Right. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's a bit like them old days. But yeah, you might be right. Perhaps it just wasn't shown. Well, it's either wasn't shown or because it is live action. I know, I know, and I don't know if it was its initial uh, release. Um, some, some ITV showed them at the weekends, you know, in the afternoon. Some, yeah. because it was live action, showed them in the evenings. So it could be that you were yeah. um, not allowed to time. stay up to... Yeah too late to see it you know no it could could well be could well be that yeah but uh yeah so i i don't come i i, ne- I didn't come to ufo with any sort of nostalgia value my nostalgia um, is um uh yep you're absolutely right the dinky toys the the, the interceptor and the shadow mobile with that lovely flip top yeah. roof where the missile would flip round. uh the sugar smacks uh toys yeah you know the badges yeah, and, and the annuals. Um, I can't remember when, when I was little watching UFO. My, my earliest memory of watching UFO was, uh, and I don't know why I was there, uh, around at my big sister's house one evening, and uh, it was Time Lash was on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the and it was quite late in the evening, and of course that is one that they did that that and uh, the long sleep they were uh, they were bumped up the schedule weren't they because of the drugs taking yes so uh yeah so so yeah and yeah like you it would have been the video releases when i finally got to watch all the episodes yeah because it was the uh, the precision um hard case compilation um 
cassette that I saw first of, of uh, UFO. Because uh, I remember the, the, the poster artwork was just amazing. It's like, oh my God, look at this action. And none of it's in the program. <laughs> it's, uh, and it was really, I think it was, um, it was identified and subspecial, something like that. It was two weird episodes that coupled together. Um, Didn't you say this is the first after. time you've watched identified that, that in its entirety yeah, yeah. as it was meant to have been seen? Yeah, this That's is incredible. The first, the first time I watched it because when I bought because you, you you sort of uh, said the um, the the Blu-ray release was like just gorgeous, and so I saw it the one with the big thick book in it, which mm. is a good book. Yeah. Um, and then when I got it, I didn't watch the first episode. I just went into like some of the better known episodes. So yeah, this was the first time that I'd sat and watched Identified from beginning to end complete that wasn't the um, Super Space Theatre version. Now, gentlemen, let's concern ourselves with the three main questions regarding UFOs. One, where do they come from? Now, the fact that the lungs were filled with an oxygenated liquid indicated subliminal acceleration and fantastic speed over a long period, long enough for the skin to pick up the green coloration of the liquid. Now, all this would appear to add up to an extended journey through space, perhaps several months, at many times the speed of light. Question number two, who are they? Well, obviously, in science and technology, several hundred years in advance of man. But everything in this report seems to add up to a dying race. Hereditary sterility was it. But by using drugs and advanced transplant techniques, they could have found a way to stop the natural aging process. They are also highly intelligent, so they presumably come to Earth knowing the risk of contact with our atmosphere. Which brings us inevitably to question number three. Why do they come? This report indicates five major organ and gland transplants. In the case of the heart, tissue compatibility tests shows that it was human in origin. It came from Earth, gentlemen. Therefore, one of the reasons they must obviously come is to obtain organ replacements. But there may be other reasons. Imagine a dying planet in some distant corner of the universe. Its natural resources exhausted. Its inhabitants sterile. Doomed to extinction. Situation we may one day find ourselves in, gentlemen. So they discover Earth, abundant and fertile, able to satisfy their needs. They look upon us not with animosity, but with callousness, as we look upon our animals whom we depend on for food. Yes, it would appear they are driven by circumstance across a billion miles of space, driven on by the greatest force in the universe, survival. Yeah, so th this this was great, and um, I, I've got one question though, because obviously um, we go straight in. Are we in nineteen eighty? I'm not sure. It's it, I, it they didn't come out and say it. They, much, they, no, they, no, they, 
there are a couple of yeah. references to 10 years ago. So I yeah. think when it starts, that's 1970. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, um, when they were making this, that was only one year away. Um, but before we get to talk about 1970, um, we have the credits. Yes, the credits straight in. So no, Well, we have that little teaser, don't we? Yeah, no, it's the, the trailer straight away, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is weird. Um, yeah, the credits. Um, again, very good Jerry Anderson credits that they, they show you everything. everything they you most certainly do. Yeah. And the pace of it and the editing of it, you know, um, the audacious uh, opening of it, taking an... You, 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 you've got an eyeball <laughs> with, yeah. with a contact lens being taken out. That's a that's a heck of an image for the new yeah, Jerry Anderson great. show. The very first thing you see. Um, um, nice I love them. I love. I, I, oh, the music's terrific. I mean, it is so late sixties yeah. music. This isn't it. Well, the, the 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 music throughout all of this, the incidental music, is I think the most sixties music that Anderson got, wasn't it? Because it, like. It's just so you can imagine going in the nineteen sixties, going into a, a club in Soho, oh. and this is the music they'll be playing. I was going to say exactly yeah. that. I've got I've got the soundtrack on CD, and when I put yeah. it on upstairs, it is like I am in some dodgy, you know, Soho yeah. bar in the sixties. CD. And it's and lounge CD. lizard music yeah. a lot of the yeah. time, isn't it? That little electric uh, piano thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. 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 Good start. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and and it, it it's quite a uh, quite a um, a distinctive opening after those credits because we see a UFO. The very first yes, thing in the very yeah. first episode is a UFO in this brilliant miniature landscape. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I love the Cine camera they're using as well. That at the time was yeah. a very expensive high tech. Yeah camera and it looked futuristic so now, now it looks like a shoebox yeah <laughs> but yeah i saw it and it was like ah oh, so get in there old peter carlin there right when i was growing up i was convinced that peter carlin was played by engelbert humperdinck it's the side is i suppose yeah and yeah it, it, it it's it's his hair it, uh, yeah and it is the side is yeah old peter carlin there yeah um and uh it, um you know he's there with his sister yeah. and jean um, in Black Park, you can see that's Black Park. That's yeah. the lake of Black Park just behind them. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, have you been there, by the way, Black Park? No, never, never been. No. We should do a little exodus. We should do yeah. a little field trip. I went there once when the weather was absolutely atrocious. Oh. And I found the tree uh, that uh, Paul Foster is standing next to, um, Sound of Silence, the one where the oh, UFO is in the lake. Um, yeah, I found the very tree that Paul Foster is standing by. Yes. We'll have to do that. We'll have to have a pilgrimage to Black Park what sometime. What I could have done is, is broke a few twigs off and you could have sold them on eBay. Uh, well, I refer you to my War of the yes, Worlds anecdote, yeah. why that's not a good... Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, get someone in a peak cap shouting at you. Yeah. And it's it's shocking. It's quite, it is, quite yeah, shocking. Murder straight away, like in the and first boy, doesn't Gene go backwards? You know? It's interesting. The aliens use well, are the aliens who knows? Uh, the aliens use machine guns, don't they? It's yeah. very, very, it's not like I think I'm, I'm pretty certain on the uh, super space theater they overdubbed lasers. Oh, did they? Stingray. I think so, yeah. Um, but this is quite it hits you in the gut. It's well, it hit Gene in the yeah, gut, it definitely hit her in the gut, yeah, yeah. Um, Given their uh, given the reasoning why they're visiting the Earth, we find out later on. 
probably not a good job to uh, subdue people with machine guns. Yeah, I don't understand what this alien is is doing. Um, no. I, yeah, we find out later. Yeah, that's why they're coming here, and and he's blowing them away. Um, yeah. Um, poor old Gene. Um, I I love this POV chase through yeah. through oh, the woods. Yeah, it's very um, Doom, isn't it? Well before Doom. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a first person shooter, basically. Really well done. Yeah. Given yeah. the uh, the size of the cameras as well, that presumably is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. To get that shot. No, it's terrific stuff. Um, yeah. it's always Blood a shot. Galore to... as well. Pardon me. Blood galore. Yeah. Oh, Peter Carlin. He yeah. clearly gets shot twice in the chest. Yeah. Um, we don't see him for another 10 years, so I, I, I guess he just got yeah. better. I, well, I imagine um, that, you know, like, like Paul Fossey, he probably had very manly chest hair. Oh, you and just know it. Like a, that was like a, a, a bulletproof vest. He's got a medallion under there. And oh, like, oh, that would be brilliant. If later on, you know, when he's talking to Straker, and he goes, Straker, I still can't understand how he survived. And he oh, it's my lucky medallion. medallion. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've just... No, there's blood on his chest. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it intentional, right? He gets shot. Gene's dead. He gets shot. And then we see his sister. Is that intentional that his sister's dress rips to show her knickers off? Did you see that? Um, I didn't, no. As she goes to climb that bank, either that's, you know, pre-scored to do that or that's a complete accident. But, yeah. To be fair, I... I, Normally, I would go... It might be an accident, but... There's so much titillation in this first episode. It's coming up, um, isn't it? So yeah. this might have been so the first probably, instance. It was probably intentional. They probably wanted, let's get a bit of uh, bit of ass cheek in there, you know. Mm. Show some knickers straight away. Isn't it odd in this first episode to see a real life aeroplane land? It is, yeah. We get we get because uh, it's not stock footage either, is it? So they again, they must have. Um, had a little bit of a budget for this one, uh, but yeah, we see a a, a, a plane land. I don't understand because this is uh, this is Straker, the general, and that coming to the UK to show them proof that UFOs are real. Yes, um, and they're, they're on about the government okay in building shadow headquarters. Why are they building it in England? This seems to be a very American-led. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, we'd like to find out the technology is being built in America as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, why why build it in England? Because you've got to film it in England, I suppose. You know, yeah. I mean, it's notorious. The bits of road that this oh, Rolls Royce yeah. goes down features an awful lot in an awful lot of episodes of UFO. Was, it was just down the road from the studios, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, everything is filmed just around the studio, and it's it's, a, it's like a model of economy. Um, did you like seeing the classic old police outriders? Yeah, but you again, you used to see them all the time. Yeah, yeah, but... useless, utterly useless. But yeah, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, well, fall over in a in a vaguely stunty way. But yeah, I've never understood the idea of police outriders because no. they they're literally the worst of everything. They can't do it. Can't bust through a crowd. Can't protect you. Can't do anything. Yeah, pointless. Yeah. It's nice to see him though. Indeed. I'll tell you what's nice as well is uh, Straker's uh, destruct negative little slide yes, thing on his briefcase, yeah. you know. But a very man a, from uncle. Yeah, they make a big... Well, yeah, again, man from uncle was massive, wasn't it, at this point? So they make a big thing of that, but then it doesn't come into play doing anything. 
It's like I was thinking, oh, okay, that's going something's going to happen there. An alien's going to try and take no nothing, just just a bit of filler. Um, the other thing I, th I I just thought was brilliant is they he pops his briefcase and he gives uh, the the government guy the file, and he opens it on the first page, and he goes, "Good lord!" Mm. He goes, "Yep, that's something." So they put the photo of the UFO on page one. Or are they trying to get people's attention or something? No, I thought I, I got from that that it's a, a mutilated body. Oh yeah, could, yeah. It, but why on page one? <laughs> well, it's got his attention. Yeah, that's true. It did work. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It is a, a body. Yeah, it's a, a the mutilated body, isn't it? And then the, the UFO is when he goes. Here's the clincher proof. Yeah, it's at the back from a single film. So, and he shows him photo. Well, we see the photo later on after he crashed. And it, it's a photo that wouldn't convince anyone. No, no. Uh, question uh, yep. for this point. Um, is it just a massive coincidence that a UFO appears at that well, moment? I've, I've or actually, do they I've, know? I've literally, I've got in my notes at this point, the aliens, do they know of Straker? I, 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 they must do, because it would be too much of a coincidence that they just happen to attack the one cow on the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. So they... Presumably, they have some way of monitoring. But they're not mistrons, are they? No, perhaps they got a bit confused. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I I can't think of any other episode where it comes into play that they've got like human agents at shadow or people like that. Oh no, there are human agents oh, later. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps they did that then. Yeah, and they do set out to kill Straker mm. as well. You know, so they they that they've realised the threat of the man. Yeah. And the threat of the organisation. But this is this is nineteen seventy though. Yeah. Yeah, this you is know. ten years before he yeah. was a threat. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd start start yeah. up a new tally. Because we enjoy the tallies because it happens at this point. Uh the tally is going to be called Through the Fence and Off the Cliff. Um, oh right, okay. We said during Thunderbirds yeah. cars always seem to go through a through a fence and off a cliff before exploding. Um, so we had one in Thunderbirds and we got one here, so so the tally is two at the moment. All right. Again, I think we can we can blame ITC for that, can't we? Can't seem to be a staple in all the ITC shows. No, no car can leave the road without blowing up no. back then. Yeah, no, yeah, you didn't didn't ever get a car just crash or come off the road. It always had to blow up. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, we have a freeze frame on that photo, and then we have the UFO logo yeah. brilliantly like it. yeah, draw yeah, itself yeah. across the screen it's great and then we're uh, straight in 10 years later yes 20 years with a bum shot oh i've got an ass shot yeah an ass shot of Anus An anushka hempel oh, that, oh, do you not say. know anushka hempel no i don't know or, she, or do i know her but i just don't know her name no, she, well anushka hempel um was quite big in the uh, 70s, early 70s. She had a pop show around about the time of Magpie. It was always on um, like the same time slot as Magpie. And um, yeah, I mean, she it, it was a music show and she would have everyone on. Mark Boland would be on, David Bowie, wow. you know. All the big stars were on, but they've all been wiped in a very Doctor Who way. The show doesn't exist anymore. ITV were wiping their yeah. videotapes, same as the BBC were. Standard practice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Um, That's why she's got a bloody great A hanging around her neck. Her name's Anushka um, Hempel. She had a, I, I think she had a would, um a, a, a regular um uh, section in Looking. 
as well. So this would have been a classed as a uh, like a star cameo then. So well, no, no, I think this is us, before but... her uh, oh, really? her getting that gig. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've got this ass shot of her for yeah. absolutely no reason, directed by Jerry Anderson. I've yeah. got a photo of him yeah. directing the cameraman. I bet he did, yeah. Interspersed <laughs> with um, nineteen eighty every two seconds. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, We're in no doubt that this is yeah. nineteen eighty. Um, the most, the most sixties music, yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah, our 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 dodgy tally is going to be high, I think. Yes, now. I, I, I guess the arse shot is dodgy number one. Yeah, dodgy number one. There yeah. is absolutely no need for that shot, is there? So no, that's... We don't get an equivalent shot of uh, Alex's arse, do we? We do later on as have it, Paul Foster sag- in, in, in the sauna with all his yeah. uh, wet, dripping che- chest hair. But right now, uh, it, it is at one. All right. Although we do get um, some lovely camel toe from Straker when he's in his one piece. Oh, my God. That yeah. outfit. I mean, oh, when, when we go to uh, vote on, uh, yeah. on Ed Straker towards the end of this program, um, you know, we've got to factor in some of his fashion yeah. clothes. Um, I, I do like as well that um, sort of the, their view of a 1980s typewriter. That is an incredible typewriter. That is just looks the most uncomfortable thing to ever use. I like Miss Eland's office. I like Miss Eland. I've always yeah, liked Miss Eland. Yeah, I remember her from some of the other episodes, and I thought, oh, I like Miss Eland. Yeah, she seems very capable. And then she has to put up with, unfortunately, in in pops our our little guy Alex. Al- no, not Alex. Alec. Alec. Sorry. Alec. Yes, Alec. Alec. Alec Freeman. As in smart Alec. George Sewell. Yes, I like George Sewell. Don't get me wrong, I like him, and I, I, like I sort George of like Hill. this character. It tones down, but by God, it's uncomfortable viewing. Well, it really is because he straight away, um, he just straight away starts touching the woman up. And it's like, oh, uh, so there's number two. <laughs> yeah, no such thing as personal space with Alec. Yeah, so he tries it on with Miss Eland. Um, then he does his stupid bit of Shakespeare. Yeah. Quote in to give the voice print, and down he goes. They're, they're obviously going for like a Han Solo esque charmer, rogue, yeah. James, yeah. I suppose it'd be more James Bond or Napoleon Solo, but it just, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, it just doesn't. He's more Sid James than so. Well, it's, I, yeah. I have written down Sid James because I've put arrives below, met by a girl, and does a very good Sid James, yeah, straight away leering. Well, we also get. Again, a classic Jerry Anderson. We had it sort of in um, Captain Scarlet, where the room is the lift, so he yeah. goes into the room, but he leaves the blinds open. Yes. <laughs> Anyone looking out from us goes, "What?" Suppose the window cleaners yeah, there. I know. It's like close the blinds first, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. He goes down into shadow, which is wonderfully just a concrete box. It is, isn't it? Yeah, very depressing place. Uh, and then we get sort of. Well, do do we put the the entire uniforms? <laughs> Of this base in the dodgy thing, because the the sadly the women's uniforms are uh, designed by a man, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they gotta be. Yes or no, the outfit. Um, yeah, I think we got to because it's so harped on skin tight beige uniforms. Okay, yeah, so that we are at four on the dodgy yeah, tally. Five straight away. Uh, Alec immediately starts literally creepily staring at her bum as she walks off. He. He, as I say, very good Sid James uh, yeah. uh, thing. I was expecting him to go like that yeah. and have that penny whistle. Yeah. yeah. B- 
bit. That's what it needs. You could do a, you could do a carry on dub of this, couldn't you? Yeah. And off yeah. he's off he trots after her and says to her, "I'll bet you passed all the tests." Gives her a you wink. Can... But you can again imagine Sid Jane, he goes, I bet you pass with the test. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's five. We're at yeah. five now. Oh, God. We, he's only been on yeah, screen about a minute. <laughs> Our dodgy tally, every time uh, yeah. UFO comes round, um, at what? least the, the, the first block when Alec Freeman was in it every week. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a sex pest, isn't he? There's, there's no... He'd be on a register now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, what's weird is he, he goes in to see... Um, uh, Straker and Straker immediately blows this line of white powder off his desk. Yes. <laughs> what did I mean? Is that meant to be cigarette ash? No, I think it's cigarette ash. Just done cocaine. No, no. It would no, explain I, the lot, wouldn't yeah, it? Yes. Yeah. And then we see Straker's outfit. That oh, is God. awful. Awful. Ooh. But it's 1980. It's the future, yeah. isn't it? You know, I, lo- I I love it when they predict you know the near future and get it so spectacularly wrong. I mean. Yes. What were you doing in 1980? How old were you and what were you doing? 1980, I was 12. Uh, I would probably have been... I would, I would have been probably on my bike or, you know, watching Doctor Who or... But yeah, I, You I, weren't wearing a little leisure suit like that, though, no, were you? although, do you know what? There's photos of me as a kid in, like, double denims and little denim shorts with wellies and that. But to be fair, I was a kid. I didn't get to choose my clothes. My mum did. Perhaps Straker's mum chose his clothes. (laughs) Come on, mate. It is like a romper suit. suit It It is is like a little romper suit. It is. All right. Um, I don't see many people at conventions uh, cosplaying Straker. No, no. You don't get it, do you? Actually, you don't get many UFO cosplayers at all. No, that's true. I wouldn't want to wear one of those space suits. Do you think it's, um, it's one of the lesser known... Andersons for the general public, I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm sure it was repeated during the seventies, but yeah. it it wasn't massive, um, and it never went to a second season. Um, I don't, was it repeated in the uh, like mid to late eighties when they were doing Thunder Beats? It, it was, was yes, it no, no. You you've just reminded me. Mm. What was it called? Late night something on ITV or Channel Four. It, it, it was called Late Night Something, and there were like oh, three right. presenters, and they were on every week, and they used to show UFO late in the evenings. Right, because Thunderbirds and all the others got, like, Sunday dinner time, didn't they? They filled the Lost in Space slot. Um, so, so, yeah, I suppose perhaps again, because there's, there's a lot of adult content in this, isn't there, this show? Yeah. That you don't get in any of the other sort of Jerry Anderson. It is amazing that... This followed on from Joe ninety, and 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 we get yeah. this. Yeah, th- th- this isn't f- a family well, fun did, show, is it? Because didn't they do? Was Doppelganger just before? This yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. So this follows on from Doppelganger, and Doppelganger. I don't really ever watched Doppelganger recently. That's quite the hero in that. Roy Thin is is uh, just a, a wife beating woman. Oh yeah, no, he's horrible. He's horrendous, yeah. So this, I think this was just, this was what the idea of a real man was in the yeah. late 60s, wasn't it, Sadie? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, this exchange between the two, we find out that yeah. Shadow's only been operational for a few months and that there has been ongoing UFO activity, but no interceptions. No. Uh, Almost all of uh, Straker's dialogue in this first episode is exposition, isn't it? Yes. It's yeah. just laying out. 
here's, here's the plot, guys. Remember this for next week when we actually get into the action. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. And and yeah, they need this equipment from America, and they're gonna yes. you know use this seagull X-ray plane, yes, um, to to go get it. Which um, amusingly, for a top secret organization, has Shadair. Shadair written on the side. Yes. And they're wearing um, they're wearing uniforms in the plane with shadow badges. Yes, they haven't really got espionage down well, have they? No, no. It's very strange. You've just mentioned Doppelganger. There's just something about this Seagull X-Ray, and it was the same when I watched Doppelganger, in that um, a lot of the time it's a bit jarring to have miniature effects in a live-action show. Yes. So you have miniatures in a puppet show, and it doesn't take it you fit, out no, of you, it. It fits seamlessly, yeah. All of the, the effects work is top-notch in this, but, yeah, it... Uh, there's a there's a disconnect believability level that I found I didn't get in the puppet shows. No, no, that um, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, I don't mind skydiver and I don't mind the interceptors yeah. and I don't mind the shadow mobiles. But this seagull X-ray, you see the miniature of it taxiing down the runway, and we've got you know the rolling uh, um, thing and everything, yeah. you know. But then you cut to inside, and you haven't got puppets. You've got yeah. Shane Rimmer and. George yeah, Saul. Lovely, lovely Shane Rimmer. Um, yeah, this, because this is quite obviously Concord, isn't it? Because Concord, what, flew 69? Concord's yeah, first yeah. flight. Um, so this is, this is presumably Derek Meddings going, oh, I love Concord, it's brilliant. Let's do Concord. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's, a, it's a nice looking plane. I think it's but a yeah. bit dumpy. It's a bit, it, it could be more like Concord and be yeah, more elongated. It's a bit yeah. chunky. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there, there they are. They take off. They report to HQ, and there's Straker yeah. with a cigar. So that's six yeah. now. We're yes, at six. Yeah, Straker smoking. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and then because this is the first episode, we've got to introduce. Ev- well, weirdly, well, there's one thing they don't introduce, but they, it's like let's let's get the audience up and running. So Straker he decides it's ideal time to call Moonbase, mm-hmm. uh, and we see Moonbase, which is. When we're used to uh, Alpha Moon Base, this ain't it, is it? No. <laughs> this is quite small and self-contained. I like the way he says contact Moon Base. So we have an outside shot yeah. of the moon in the sky to show, wait, look, we're going to go to the moon now. Well, the audience going, well, I wonder where Moon Base is. Where could it possibly could be? It be? Yeah. Just I love that, that eerie music structured. as we yeah. get all these establishing shots, yeah. these slow pans across the exterior. Yeah. Um, Everyone seems to be wearing silver suits up on Moon Base, though. Well, um, you know, it's the future, yeah, so everyone's covered future, in baker yeah. foil. Um, um, yeah, and then we go in and, and we have it, the, uh, um, the Moon Base um, control area with its... Yeah. I, I was only reading this morning. I've got a Fanderson annual from last year, and there's a, an exhaustive uh, article on the equipment banks that yeah. are in this room and how they were reused in other things. And oh yeah, uh, they, they, uh, after UFO, they sold it all off, didn't they? And it was used for no, years it wasn't. After. It wasn't sold off. It it was well, rented, rented out. Yeah. It was rented out. It was Century Twenty One props or something like that. It was called. So that's why you see the instrumentation banks in like Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. Um, Carry on loving. Sid James yes, is is yeah. right by it. You know, Did it's not George Saul. You've got. Yeah. Did he uh, go? I, I haven't sensed this presence. Since. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's my it's my it's my long lost half brother Alec. <laughs> Alec Jones. Um, yeah, weirdly as well, this this was a round set, wasn't it? Yes. Moonbase, and they went to great pains to do it, and it cost a fortune. It was incredibly difficult. And they put a use. ceiling on it as well, yeah. didn't they? And and you can't really tell it's round. No. <laughs> because yeah. obviously, when you're looking at a section of it, you ain't got a clue. What they needed was a like a, a Enterprise bridge above downwards shot. Yeah. To show it, that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah, and there they are. There's the ladies, yeah, uh, in including wings. the lovely Joan. Always um, had a soft spot for Joan. Um, you, um, I like Gay Ellis. She always had a soft no, spot. No, she, she's um, a bit stuck up. She always reminded me of Padders from Doctor Who. Padders? Zoe. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got a bit of the Padbury so, about so, her. It's those hamster cheeks. Um, what's weird, I mean, I've, I've seen some fan sort of uh, things as to why they're wearing the wigs. My favourite is their anti-static wigs. Yes. Because whenever we used to repair a computer in uh, Macklin, <laughs> we had to wear them. So it could purple be. wigs. Yeah, purple wigs. Okay, all right. If you buy that and it's like they're wearing purple wigs because it's anti-static, right? Why have they got purple eye makeup on as well? Well, you're not going to wear a purple wig and not put purple eye makeup on. Uh, is it to That's stop your eyelashes? Uh, it's anti-glare. Oh, is that based, what it is? Yeah. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I love Jerry Anderson's stuff, and usually it's right. But who thought? Oh, this is what this is what NASA would be using in 1980. What was this? I'd, I'd love to know what the thinking was behind. That. I think what it is is you know when they were making this, you know they started. Uh, pre-production in 68 and they yeah. started making it in 69 everything was about the moon landings everything was we're going to be on the moon within a year it was a time of great optimism wasn't it with nasa and everything yeah. and they were saying first man on the moon then we're going to have moon bases so so it it it's not uh, it's not difficult to go all right and take that optimistic thing and go all right well in 10 years then we must have a moon base. There will be a moon base on the moon within 10 years. So set yeah, but it. Why, why um, purple wigs? I've, I, I reckon this is a touch of the old Sylvia Andersons. The, what's weird, though, is um, very, very similar sort of looking stuff is also in uh, Moon Zero Two. So perhaps, it, perhaps this was the... the uh, did NASA ever do like one of their promotional films and they plonked a stupid wig on someone? I Might be. I can't remember Buzz Aldrin ever wearing Moon Zero one. Two was slightly before UFO, wasn't was it? it? Also, perhaps UFO saw Moon Zero Two and went, "We can't get Bernard Breslau, so we'll get a wig." <laughs> Bernard Breslau in a purple w wig. Yeah. Then we get. Then we get a, uh, a shot. Some lovely scenes of inside the moon base, but then we go to the crew quarters. And I don't know whether this is, this is trying to be, uh, sort of ahead of the game. And going, these are communal moon bases, so of course people wouldn't, you know, they, they would get undressed in front of each other. Or is it, again, just a gratuitous shot to get a girl in a bikini? That girl in the bikini, well, in her undies, called Joanna, do you know who she is? I do, know. That is Shakira Kane. Really? Yeah, wife of Michael Kane. Wow. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. All right, so that's oh, on the list, isn't it? That's that a seven. The list, yeah. There's absolutely no reason for her no. to be. And then, then there's absolutely no reason other than it looks nice, I suppose. We get um, uh, Gay Ellis peeling her spacesuit off. Yep, 
So that's in a very Barbarella a, way. That's that was another 69, point. Wasn't it? it was. It was. What on earth was going on? I don't um, know. I love the quaintness of you know after she's got into her little you know leisure skirt yeah. thing and taken her tights off, she goes to the uh, the the meal dome and on the wall you've got American meal, Russian meal, yeah. Italian meal. Well, you have one meal per country, do you? That's all they got. What do you think the American meal was? Hamburger. It'll be burger and chips, won't it? Yeah, burger and chips. The Russian one would be borscht, wouldn't it? Yeah, fish um, and chips for England. You reckon fish and chips? Yeah. Basically, they predicted Disneyland. Yeah. Because in, in Epcot, they've got the World Showcase where you get meals and it's all... God, blimey, steak and kidney pudding, you're in England. Yeah, so perhaps it is. Yeah. Um, weirdly, the jumpsuits that the guys are wearing, I really like them, they're, they're uh, made of the same material as um, the Valley Forge jumpsuits. And the same colour as well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, I wonder if they were hired, but... Yeah, really good. Very hard to get material that you just can't get that sort of stuff now. Um, but yeah, really, I, I like the jumpsuits. I thought that was good. No, that's smart. I like the helmets of, of, of the pilots as well. Um, we meet Mark. I've always liked Mark. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Uh, I love all the furniture on display here, you know. It yeah. is so 60s, it's untrue. Um, and... Uh, we see Skydiver for the first time at yeah, that so point. Yeah, Straker decides he needs to check up on another bit of equipment he wants to buy the toy of. Uh, yeah, Skydiver, which is a submarine floating about underwater using the old stingray technique. Yep, and we go inside. There, there's the guys in their string vests. Yep. Oh, why God. don't they have nipple covers? If the women have oh, got nipple you... covers, why haven't the men? Yeah, I don't want to see nipples in a submarine do you i don't (laughs) put that on a t-shirt i don't want to see nipples in a submarine yeah the string vest i don't know what they were aiming at here um because you know i mean most submarines are going to be quite cold places do you think it's like well you know down at the seaside you see people in their string vests we're under the sea we'll continue the string vest theme i guess they're cheap to make well, yeah, cheap to make. I, it's, and again, I think it's probably purely a bit of titillation, isn't it? Because you, go, you imagine watching this on a 525 line crappy old CRT, probably 425 in late 60s, yeah. black and white. You're going to go, well, those women topless, isn't it? Yeah, I imagine a lot of people were stare, you know, <laughs> injuring their eyeballs trying to stare. <laughs> oh, I wish there was yeah. some way we could record and pause this. Yes, for one day in the future, in 1980, we'll have video recorders. At um, least yeah. in this moment, it, they don't make a big deal of the girl. That's it. She's no, just that's in true. the background. I'll, I'll give them that. That they also have, uh, they have um, what's his face from uh, Blake Seven in a string vest as well. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You, you see his, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we see Captain Carl in there, old Engelbert, um, yeah. and his cigar. So another point it's there. Nice smoking on the submarine. That's good. Isn't it? Not a good idea, that is it? <clears throat> and you know, you just know that his sister's going to be important because he's, for some reason, he's stuck a black and white photo of her. Yes. Up on the wall. Yeah, it's been ten years, mate. Yeah. Let her go. Uh, yeah. Remind me when we come to the scene where we're talking about his sister later on. I've got a big old question for you, but we'll, we'll wait till then. Um, and then we get a scene of uh, which I imagine is 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 basically saying. Trying to show, say, uh, Straker's a, a, you know, a, a martinet. He's a, he's a tough uh, 
manager. He's not going to let things go. And he's um, he's yelling at poor old Ford. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it 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 just it's pure exposition. This entire scene. Yeah. He's telling Ford stuff that Ford already knows. But we don't, so therefore yeah. that's its function. Yes, yes. Um, I like Ford's. Um, <laughs> why, why why did you do it in a play in a you know un uh, encrypted form? Well, sequence is hard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best at uh, Shadow. No. Uh, we see Sid for the first time, because we've got to see everything. We see yeah. Sid and, and that lovely voice. I'm guessing this is the basis or inspiration for, you know, Zen in Blake 7 and Tim in yeah, Tomorrow I, People, this this rather posh yeah, British voice. voice. I, love, I love Sid. I remember... Um, trying to build one because you remember in sag they they did a whole section which got it was like with the one of the first things that got me onto using plastic card and scratch yeah plastic card and ping pong balls yeah to make to make the The uh, guy made sid and he made the moonmobile yes yeah and i always wanted to make sid i I like the design i think he's a really good good looking prop of course he's in the titles every week as well yeah space intruder detector yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been funny if it was Sid James's voice? Oh, can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so yeah, the Seagull X-ray has taken off. Um, Alec decides he's going to go back and talk to the passengers. And oh, God. <laughs> that reveal of Virginia Lake when she yeah. lowers the paper, that wig is extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> it it's really is. But we get another scene of of Alec just leching after and just horrendous it's awful himself on this uh, poor lady yeah he was uh, t- tells her yeah he tells her that, that he thinks her equipment is fabulous yeah it's just and grabs shocking. her hand it's yeah so weird so there's another yeah, point it, it, it unwarranted touching yeah yeah um, but I, th- I i think it's great i'll want to vent them you know um shit She's great, and you know she's not having any, any of it. No, you know? no, she's brilliant. I liked it when she came on because she replaced Alec, didn't she? Yeah, this is on? the only time yeah. you see the two of them um, yeah. in an episode. This is the and only I, time. I, I liked Alec, but I, pref- I think I preferred it when she came aboard because she seemed much, much more professional than he did. What I love about yeah. Virginia Lake is, um, you know, she has a a a, a very good relationship with. Uh, Straker, but it's yeah. never, ever, ever. No, no, there's there's no hint of romance or anything yeah. sexual about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two, two professionals working together. Brilliant. That's what it should be. Um, yeah. Same. Can't say the same about Alec. No. Um, professional. About do we him. add on the tally the fact that Gay Ellis has got a, a, something for touching up her lipstick yeah, in her annoyed, belt communicator? This annoyed me that they, yeah, they've, they've gone. She's a she's female, therefore she must have her makeup on her, and she must do her makeup while on duty. Yeah, I'm sorry if this was the real military, that that's a no no. Do um, all so, yeah, belt communicators have have that? Has Paul Foster be, yeah. got got such a thing in his communicator? I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, he's probably got one filled with brill cream. All right, that's that's yeah. go, going on the tally yeah. then. Um, and red alert! Finally, it, yeah. it happens. Finally, fi- fi- finally get one. Yeah. Uh, there's a UFO approaching at speed solid. So eight, eight, eight times the speed of light. Is it? Yeah. Um, how, how the hell can they see it coming? Exactly. 
It's been in gum before they've seen it. Exactly. Well, it it slows down to get into the atmosphere, but not at this point. Um, But uh, it don't matter, because here we go. We have that music down the chute. The the guys go. We see those fantastic launch silos. We see the interceptors rising up to the surface. It still seems odd that there's only three that you've got on the moon. I mean, I suppose it might be a budget thing for Shadow. You know, that's probably why they did it in England. It's cheaper. Um, But, yeah, it's for plot purposes. I never understood why they only have three. There's no backup. No. Um, And why each one only has one missile. Yes, yeah. Or, to the point, why they need to have it launched from a plane anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, they take off. They are given coordinates from... Uh, moon base to physically punch into their you know into their um, controls the coordinates for firing their missiles what why have pilots why can't it just be done by the computer yeah why not just yeah why not why even have UFO interceptors just have missiles launched from the moon's surface yeah Um, but then you won't get going down the chutes and everything. No, that's true. We get a, a funky launch sequence. Yep. Um, which is good. I, I like it. We always like our uh, launch sequences. Yep. So they fire the missiles, but it's got through. Mm. The UFO is going through. They're told on the plane to watch out. It's it's heading for you. So mm. the UFO has been travelling, they surmise, maybe for months. Yes. But it's arriving just in time to intercept the thing that's carrying the detector equipment yeah so do do the do the aliens have ships in like hiding behind mars or something it there's got to be i mean every time we come back to ufo we'll try and see if we can work out just what what's going on here because at the end it's all just guesswork by straco nobody knows at the moment just where they're coming from or what their intentions are um I do like that, you know, when they're told on the plane that, you know, UFO's most probably going to be going for them. Mailer, one of the blokes, uh, his reaction is to light a cigarette. Yeah. So that's going on it. I, yeah, that goes on it. I, and I love um, that Alec basically ignores the other scientists because he's lecturing after. Um, yeah. What's her face? And... Um, and then he makes that line about the dinner date. It's like, I'm a, I've got to save the plane because I've got a dinner date with you. It's like, oh, man. So that's got to go on. That's another one. For All me. right. Okay. That's um, adding to it. Strake is an absolute twat to his staff, isn't he? I know that, again, they're trying to show that he's a hard-ass boss. But, again, all these people are just HR disasters. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, not good. What do you think of Captain Carlin's leather jacket? He puts on uh, this leather jacket like for the it. launch. I, I used to have a... Um, an action man jacket for my little action man that was very similar colour, sort of a tan. I think it was a tanker command, tank commander jacket, and it's very similar. We had a three-piece suite. Did you? Yeah, I'm it's sure it's the clever. same leather as that. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it'd be one. It wouldn't be difficult to make. I don't think. But I quite like. I like it. I used to like it in um, Voice of the Sea when they went on the flying. So oh yes, yeah, yeah. Leather coats to go on. I like that. Put a coat on when you're going out. That's good. Good, solid military strategy. Put yeah. your coat on. Put your coat on. Yeah. It, it, um, it is funny that... Yeah, they're smoking away underwater again, aren't they? Yeah. They light up. It's funny how... I've never been able to figure out how the, the pilot of Skydiver... Uh, Sky One, sorry. Um, gets into it. 
if you go down a chute yeah. and then you have to go horizontally and you see him popping up into the cockpit. Yeah, they, you've got to go down and then up or something. I don't know how that works. Well, I've got the. It's really good. Um, there's a UFO technical operations manual. I've got. I've got it right oh, next to me. Um, oh, they show what, how it works. Yeah. So basically, he does a uh, a Thunderbirds. He goes down the chute, and then when he lands at the bottom of the chute, he 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 lays out horizontally. Right is moved horizontally along, and that thing that he's laying on is his chair. So when he reaches just below the cockpit, it folds up, turns into a chair, which is then pushed up into Sky One. I, 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 quite, I quite like the, uh, the Battlestar Galactica Viper method, very much like a fighter pilot, where you actually clamber over it and jump into the cockpit. And yeah. I like that. But it, I suppose it makes more sense that you wouldn't have to have an opening cockpit. Yeah. Uh, doing it this way, um, yeah, I, I, I like the insects. There was a great MI kit I had in the eighties from uh, Comet, late eighties. Uh, it was great, but it's what it goes for like eighty quid now. Yeah, I've, I've got the product um, Enterprise um, oh. skydiver and interceptor. I don't um, have a, I don't have either dinky. <laughs> really? <Sorry to> yeah. <laughs> um, it, I always find it a bit jarring when you know um, uh, Sky One launches. Um, that you have smoke underwater. Yes. Yeah. Or I, I'm not not entirely sure what they gain by having it launched from a submarine either. I don't know. It looks good though. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, I like that sort of thing. I like the flying sub. We don't. We get Alex's um, Alex uh, g-string on the belly dancing line. That that is an odd line coming yeah. from a Jerry Anderson show, isn't it? All right, that's going on there. I think that's a terrific shot of um of the cameras looking down at uh Seagull X ray and the UFO and yes, there's clouds yeah. below. I mean that's just gotta be cotton wool or something though. This whole this whole sequence is great because you've got that lovely shot. Uh, from Skydiver, where yeah, you see them both of them. You, you've got some lovely banking shots of Seagull X-ray that looks real. I mean, it looks real, but it's obviously not. It's the the model. Yeah, really. Again, top of the game effects. Yeah, I love when the UFOs hit. How it starts spewing that orange smoke. Yes. Yeah, it's as, great. As it and it's spinning. Around. Yeah. So it just looks brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, it crashes in the sea. Uh, breaks up all this bubbling going on and lights under the water yeah. and we, there's a body. One, one, yeah, I was going to say one question. So Sky One uh, shoots at it. There's no heads-up display on here. How is he aiming? They just guess. Yeah, he just points his ship at points it, I suppose. Hopes, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we a, a body appears um, which shocks them all, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they weren't expecting that. Um so we cut back to HQ and both Alec yeah. and Ed are smoking. And this makes this again shows the absolute stupidity. Why have they put Shadow under a public building? Because they've the... now got to do this whole thing of trying to get the body into Shadow, trying to get yeah. it's just it's what are you gaining? Well, is it the old hide in plain sight thing? But yeah, exactly. Work. It could be that it's the yeah. last place you would look. But who would be looking? I mean, the the aliens know where Shadow HQ yeah. is. Yeah, I don't. Other than again, it's the old sort of Anderson thing of, but it's just dodgy. Um, uh, straight away we you see, yeah, we're in Shadow, um, and they're drinking on duty. I do like that that Straker says, um, 
I never drink now, self-discipline, looking at Alec, he knows that he's a, yeah. a liability, doesn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, drinking, drinking on duty, that's got to go in. Like, Smoking again. I like the automatic booze dispenser that yes. they've got you, with a whacking great big button that you just push. Um, and that's where, that's the point we find out it's 10 years since yes, uh, that's it. Yes, yeah. um, Peter filmed that film. And, and they still don't know anything about them because they've never found a body before. Um, now, when I said we'll talk about the, uh, the alien I've identified, yeah. I had forgotten that apart from when you see him bobbing in the water, you don't actually see him in his outfit. I mean, you see an no, alien no. very, very briefly at the beginning. Yeah, no, you just see him. There's no quarantine whatsoever in Shadow HQ. You just see him on the hospital bed. Uh, looking a bit blue, but those eyes, those yeah, oh, that that is uh, that's quite shocking. That cut and he's staring straight into the camera like that. Yeah. Well, those those, um, those hard contact lenses. I mean, those are full eye. I think they call them sclero lenses. But well, I remember when my brother first had contact lenses in the early eighties, and they they weren't disposable and soft lenses like you get now. They were solid lenses, Ugh. and I remember putting them in and out. It was just you could only wear them for like a couple of hours at a time. Uh, it was it was terrible. And I think those ones you can only wear for like about 15 minutes tops if it covers the entire eye. But, I mean, it, it looks great, but by God, that poor actor, whoever it is. Yeah, well, I've got his name yeah. coming up. Um, and yeah, he's alive, but in critical condition. He, he was breathing liquid in his helmet, yeah. but they've decided to take the helmet off. I know, idiots. They go, he's, <laughs> he had liquid in his... But this predates um, the abyss, doesn't it? This liquid breathing yeah. uh, system. Um, it's, it's quite good, yeah. But it's uh, much like um, Toilet Duck. It stained his skin blue. <laughs> but not his hair. Yeah. I, I didn't write down what the doctor yeah. said, but it's some, some sort yeah, of thing. It doesn't do it stain him. the hair. Because they couldn't afford to do that. The, act, the actor, the extra, probably went, you're not doing that. That's an extra five guineas, you know. Yeah, it, it. I do wince when um, you know, the doctor goes to the uh, to the eyeball. You know? Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> um, yeah. The doctor's a bit. I I much prefer it when um, uh, what's his name, the the, the actor, the, Radek Shebal. He, oh, he comes yeah. in as the doctor. Yeah. I loved his character. He he ranks up there with uh, Bergman as my favourite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientist. Um, but no, this doctor seems a bit useless, to be honest. Um, yeah, we find out they're humanoids, which you can see at a glance anyway, because mm. I don't think they realise what humanoid means. Um, it's got incredibly low blood pressure, and um, it's bio, I wrote it down, biophilatic compounds. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, that no, that's that's the thing that stops his hair turning green. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, he's got biophilatic yeah, you compounds. You wrote it down and I did. Is that like, uh, is that like hair gel, do you reckon? Yeah, it might be, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and apparently he's had many organ transplants. Yeah, we, we find out that he's got, he's not only humanoid, he's got human organs, um, which is this, this idea that they posit that they're, they're a race on the, sort of the end of their life and they, they're stealing human organs to survive. I mean, it's a long way to come to do that. That doesn't seem practical. What were you doing before? Were you just randomly looking for planets for humanoids on? Um, but in, in Star Trek, I think it was Voyager, they had a thing, a race called Dephage, 
which was the same idea as aliens that would, would steal people and then get them and use their organs because they had a, a disease. Um, so, yeah, Star Trek stole from UFO. Yeah. I mean, what I love about UFO and about the aliens in UFO is that they never, ever talk. We never find out from them. There's no, no yeah, there's threatening no voice like the yeah. Mysterons. In the comics, oh my god, I've, I've just been reading um, oh, they, uh, the collection. Not only do you uh, see the uh, their home planet, um, oh, that, that that positively chatty, um, and no, no, they're just another I, yeah. race like us, you know. Yeah, I quite like the idea that. Like you say, everything is surmised. They've no idea about any of this. They're just Earth's just trying to defend it's, itself. It's guesswork. I mean, Straker says. I mean, the guy dies, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. they, they think being exposed because the to Earth useless. Yeah. yeah. Well, hang on, he doesn't breathe, breathe oxygen. Oh, he's just gone. Yeah, he's rapidly aged. No one's monitoring him. Who is he? Is it's like the first proof of alien, the first alien body. And they've left, like, looks like a cleaner <laughs> to look after him. And she's not even there. She wanders in and is like, oh. <laughs> I had to look her up. I was convinced yeah. that was Mrs. Warboys from One Foot in the Grave. Really? But it's not. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everything, that, 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 it's all guesswork. It's just, yeah. it's Straker thinking out loud. He, he, he thinks that, uh, you know, several months of travelling at, faster than the speed of light yeah. uh heredity sterility he doesn't know that it, he's pulling this all out of his ass isn't he, yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's it's dodgy i mean and we have to i mean we've probably given up um putting down that they're smoking they smoke throughout all of yeah this. no i've just made I'm a... surprised the doctor wasn't smoking no he, he does he, he is smoking when, is he? Oh, yeah he, he's there smoking when straker is coming up with his theories about um you know uh everything that's going on and that finishes with finding out that yeah, the the alien that alien there, his heart was had come from Earth, and it yeah. it could have ended just like that. Yeah, yeah, that's bad enough. But they they go, we're going to go one step further. Yeah, and it's Carlin's sister, isn't it? It's yes. Now I've got some questions on this. So Straker goes up, and they're obviously in the studio at this point, aren't they? They're, yes. Come up, yeah, they're, they're in the at reception they're in by the looks place, of it. In reception. Straker just bawled out Ford for breaking secrecy. <laughs> he stands and discusses the aliens in a public place. Yes. Um, which is bad enough. I, I mean, was he hoping that if anyone heard that, that sounds like a good film. Um, but then he explains to Carla and he says, uh, you know, steady yourself, stiff up a lip and all that, but it's your sister's heart, so we can say your sister is actually dead. And they have a funeral and he goes... Uh, at least my at least my parents will have the finality of the funeral. What they can't tell them that this alien stuff. So what are they telling the parents? Yeah. Ten years ago, your uh, daughter disappeared, uh, but we know she's dead. How? Um, can't really say. Uh, have you got the body? No. But have a funeral anyway. Do you think they said the body was in the coffin? Maybe the parents think the body and they is lied in the coffin. Completely. That's shocking. If that is the case. Yeah. It could be the alien in the coffin to give it a bit of weight. Brilliant. You could, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, just get rid of the body. Should we study it? Ah, no, we got we got fags and booze to do. <laughs> Going down the pub. Mm. Yeah. So Straker's a, a horrible hypocrite in my book. Yes. Well, we'll watch out for that yeah. as as yes. we go along as well. All right. 
Um, and that's it. I mean, that's the end of the episode. Um, we have the rather melancholy uh, funeral. So and then we go into... Some uh, credits, aren't they? Oh, but Jesus. I love them. I love how... That, 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 that is disturbing, that is. I mean, you have the... the the upbeat music and the pace and the excitement of the opening credits. The end ones uh, are, are just are completely the opposite, aren't they? That is you know, real moody stuff. Yeah. Do you know in um, like when they used to release a theme music single to BBC and that, and they would always you'd have the, the opening credits, the end credits, and they'd put a little bit of linking music in between that mm-hmm. you never heard, and it never used. How the hell would you link these two? I I have no idea. Wow. And I've told you before, haven't I, that uh, that that uh, planet that you see at the end, that is supposed to be the alien's actual home planet. Yes, yeah. You know? Not, uh, not Gaelis's inner thigh, as we <laughs> learn in one of the episodes. That's going to be, oh my God, what's the tally going to be like for that? <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's uh, talk about the, yeah. uh, the the episode over. So a uh, bit of uh, behind the scenes, we were saying earlier, you know, um, uh, the t- decision was made to set it on the moon because it looked very optimistic that, yeah, yeah. before long oh, we would have yeah, moon, moon things. Um, just bef- the year before they started production on this, the very first human heart transplant had happened. Yeah. So that gave an element. Also, um, people don't... Uh, really connect the two but there it could be a connection the invaders had been and gone on yes. on british tv and of course that is all about ufos and a uh ufos coming to earth that is hushed up so that could be uh yeah. well ufos were big stuff weren't they at the time you had all the i mean it wasn't quite was it when was von daniken and all his utter shite well that was late 60s early late 70s, 70s wasn't it yeah so and there was loads of books about UFOs. I remember because my dad was very much into it, and I was up to a certain point. Um, but yeah, it was big stuff, wasn't it? The UFO stuff. Yeah. Like every, everyone imagined that people were being abducted left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, in the original script, the aliens were described as African in looks, but with oh, white yeah. skin, white oh, hair, yeah. and white eyes. So they would have uh, white faced, yeah. simple, extra. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Keith Glad Wilson, yeah, I don't know about the the Moonbase outfits, but Keith Wilson come up with the idea of the uh, alien spacesuits. He was working with yeah. Sylvia, oh, Sylvia Anderson. Um, there's some cut scenes, all right, right. Um, including one with uh, Alec flirting with uh, Miss yeah. Eland even more. And they cut that. Yes. No, 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 I haven't seen it. Um, And the the opening was much more violent originally. Really? Um, No, I thought it was very violent. No, apparently there was uh, longer shots of uh, Jean uh, being killed and uh, Carlin being shot was more graphic. Um, You would have seen a close-up of one of the outriders after he had crashed and Straker, after the car's crash, would have been coughing up blood. No. You know, um, uh, Carlin's sister, then, yes, right? You know her, oh, you've right. seen her in something else, right? Oh. That, that you, I don't know how often you watch it, but it's one of your favorites, all right? All right? And uh, yeah, she's in 2001, right? right. In 2001, Ed Bishop plays the uh, the captain of the lunar shuttle, yeah, the, um, um, 
Aries 1B. Yeah, well, yeah, the stewardess on the Aries 1B oh, is, right. is, her? is her, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, so definitely and, and the last bit of info I've got on behind the scenes, the stunt woman who was pulled backwards, who played Jean, yeah. was hurt because they had to do it two or three times and they were pulling her back on this cable. So uh, she was hurt. And, uh, yeah, that shot where you would have seen uh, old Peter Gordino's uh, uh, being shot, old Carlin being shot, yeah. um, the blood in his mouth was by him biting a blood capsule which was full of chicken blood. Uh, it's not nice, is it? Different time in the 60s, isn't it? Oh, my God. Could, could you see yourself at any point entertaining the idea of biting on a capsule of chicken blood? No, I mean, I bite on some chicken from KFC or something, but... Yeah, but that's been no, cooked. I mean, the thing is that even... even There, there was artificial blood capsules back then. No, apparently it was chicken blood. Because you advertising in bloody comics and things. They, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the dodgy tally then. <coughs> oh, God. It came in at 18. 18. 18 instances in one episode. So UFO is at the top. All right. The nearest I to it is Captain Scarlet with wasn't five. Really surprised. No, and I don't know. I don't know. Is anything going to try and threaten UFO for the I dodginess? Don't, I don't think so. Um, our death toll was quite low, though, wasn't it? Death toll was six. Yeah. We, you've got Jean. You've got Carlin's sister. You've got two guys in the front of the Rolls Royce. The minister who's in the back. And the aliens, so that's six. Yeah. So UFO has the highest dodgy tally, but the lowest death tally. Well, at the moment, at the moment that is. At the moment, yeah, it might go up. Yeah, and then a bit on the actor, Gito uh, Santana is his name. I know Gito Santana because, again, yeah, back in the uh, SIG magazines, he was always being interviewed, yeah. and. Um, I think he's Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. And uh, UFO was massive in Italy. Yeah. It was huge in Italy. Um, but I I thought he was in it a lot more. But he isn't. He's only in UFO four times. Wow. Um, and that's the only Anderson thing he's been in. So he has, he has an Anderson tally of four. All right. Um, you have seen him in something else, though. Oh. Something else science fiction-y. He was in Blake 7. Who did he play in that? He was one of the customers on the big wheel. Ah, oh, with the clute and that. Yeah, most probably be in a real dodgy outfit. Yeah, oh, it would have been some. Yeah, if he was Italian, they'd have probably dressed him up in some dodgy. Yeah, yeah. Mexican bandito outfit. That would, yeah, that would be unfortunate. Uh, so, so yeah, this is going to be tricky. This because oh yeah, he had no ITC tally. He didn't do anything no, really, else no. for ITC. Um. Because we've got to vote on the alien, but yeah. design-wise, all we've really got is a green face and contact lenses, haven't we, at Are the we moment? Are we not doing the alien suit? No, because alien. we didn't get a proper look at the alien suit. Right. We've got to save that for a different episode. Right. And there's two versions of the suit as well. So so what do you think about the the alien on the it, stretcher, basically? It's, it's very, very simple, isn't it? But I do like the, the different colour skin is a creepy touch, and those contact lenses are... A work of genius, I think, because they just elevate it. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the the ideas behind it, considering it could have just been someone with a lumpy forehead. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it a, a six. A six. I yeah. gave it an eight. 
Did you? That shot where you just see the green face with those eyes staring at you. Uh, I go, okay. Go on, I'll go up to seven. Go up to seven. Anyway, it is a creepy one. All right, so that's seven and a half. And how effective? Because um, it's not just him looking at the camera. You've also got him um, rapidly aging, which seems to be yeah. him just having his makeup cracking. Yeah, I think they just they just put a camera on the actual guy and put put a heat put the lights on him. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's very effective, I think. I, and I think it's more effective because he doesn't get up and give a speech. And yeah, you know I mean, because it would have been so easy to have that, wouldn't it? To have him explain the reasoning and. There's later episodes where old Straker tries, demands uh, answers from a captured alien. But right now, I mean, yeah, 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 not much happens at all. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll go up to an eight for effectiveness. That's exactly what I've got. All right, so that's an eight. Okay, out with my trusty uh, calculator, which gives us. 7.75, 7.75, so that is a 7.8, all right, for the alien on a stretcher. Where's that put in? Uh, second from the top. Oh, no, that's design. Oh, excuse me. Uh, turn the page. So 7.8. He is third from the top. He's third. Slightly above him, you've got King Titan from Stingray, and the Mysterons. Um are still no. there at the top. I think that's fair, because they do do a bit more, don't they? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about Seagull X-Ray today because yes. I think it appears a couple more times in the show, but we d- I don't think we see any more than what we already have here. I imagine they would have just used stock. They would have had the stock footage from this episode, wouldn't they? Yep. We will use that. Yep. So, <coughs> yep, it was designed by uh, Derek Meddings with assistance from Mike Trim. Uh, Bob Bell designed its flight deck but Keith Wilson did the, the passenger lounge bit. Right. All right. And as I say, this technical book, UFO technical uh, book, it's got lots of bump on it. What bit shall I read out to you? Uh, there's two of them. Um, um, Shadair Operate 2 Seagull Craft. Oh, really? You've got Seagull X-Ray and Seagull Lima, often stationed on opposite sides of the Atlantic, ready to ferry, ferry operatives when required. No, and do we? Are they? Is there anything on them that shows what they are different wise, or is it just? No, 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 no. It's saying smaller than most supersonic transports. The Seagull shares more characteristics with a jet fighter than a traditional commercial aircraft. Oh, right. I do like the. I like the design. It's, again, it's it's incredibly close to Concorde and that Russian thing that they had at the same time that. As Concorde, you remember that, and it yeah. took it out of service because it was it was not very reliable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's changed just enough to be a bit more futuristic. I like the white and yeah. orange color scheme. Yeah, good, great color scheme. Um, yeah, really. Again, by this point, the weathering is perfect. The paneling is perfect. Um, it 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 could easily be in a James Bond film or a big mm. screen film. Yeah, rather than a telly program. It was it just quality stuff. So, how many out of ten would you give it? Um, what have, what else have we got in the vehicle tally? Right, um, with the combined uh, um, final tally, uh, we've got an, at nine. We've got the DT nineteen. You know that big passenger plane from Captain Scarlet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at eight and a half, we've got the Spectrum helicopter and the MiG two four two from Joe ninety. At eight, we've got the elevator cars. At seven and a half, we've got the terror fish. At seven, we've got the fire flash. And at six 
5.25, we've got the target carrying aircraft from Thunderbirds. All oh, right. Um, I think I I actually I think I prefer it to fire flash. So are we doing? Is it design and effect? No, no, no. It's just no, a just straight combined. outright. So what did I give fire flash? Well, I think you gave it a seven. Right. Okay, I'll give this an eight then. An eight. Well, I gave it a seven because it's yeah. a little bit too chunky. It's a bit dumpy. Have you ever tried making one? There were various um, garage kits of it, and they were just looking. No, I haven't. Them. No, no. All right, so that's seven and a half. So it shares the same hanger as the terror fish. Oh, that's fair enough. All right. And, uh, yeah, we're almost done. We just need to uh, ask of you, where do you put UFOs opening in your openings? Um, I, 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 I enjoyed it. But I don't think for me it doesn't beat Thunderbirds, so I'm going to put the second to Thunderbirds. So between Thunderbirds and Joe Ninety. Yes. All yeah. right. Okay. And There's this. A cracking opening. I remember. Do you remember the uh, Power Themes they did in the eighties? The Power Themes CD. Uh, yeah. Was a remix, and I remember the UFO remix was really good. Yes, and I remember the Jeff awesome. Love version as well. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, Jeff yes, Love did a disco a records, version. Yeah. <laughs> disco um, UFO. UFO. Um. <sighs> Is is this identified story? Is it in your um, um, top ten? I don't think so. It, to me, I mean, I know, I know. There's certainly I've not seen all of the UFO episodes by a long shot, but the ones I have seen, there's certainly much better episodes than this. Um, yeah. So I don't think so. It's a bit too expositiony. It, it's setting it everything set up, isn't it? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from now on, every time we go to UFO, we've got fully formed shadow and exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit too piloty. And we're going to have Paul Foster after this yeah. as well. Yeah, he's, he does. He sort of brings the the dynamic more line, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. More the sort of the three of them. Yeah. But so yeah, um, yeah, I don't think so. I, it wouldn't go into no, my top ten. No, it's yeah. not going to be on mine either. Yeah. All right, and I think we're just about done. So uh, we say goodbye to UFO, and we say, well, oh, we go from 1980 to 1999, don't we? Yeah, another almost 20-year gap. Yep, yep. Um, and yeah, what we're um, going to do next time, because um, I thought we would do Commissioner Simmons. Yes. So, so really, we've got to episodes, look at two we? episodes, haven't we? Oh, two cracking episodes, yes. Blimey, I think, I mean... How, how are we doing? We're we're like about coming up for an hour and twenty on this one. Yeah. I think next time it's going to be much more than that because we've got two cracking stories yeah. to talk It'll about. Some special, weren't it, for people? Yeah, and yeah. we've got to decide. I mean, this show is heroes and villains. Do we include Christopher Lead? Are we going to be putting him on there because he's not, not a yet. villain? He's, no, but he's, he's not, not really a, a hero. He's, but I think we should but put he, Christopher on Lee on. Ball, isn't he, I think. So, yeah, I think we, we include Christopher Lee because we, we probably won't be coming back to it, will we? So, no. yeah, I think we'll do Christopher Lee. So, a double bubble for everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. So, all right. I'm well, so that's... looking forward to this one. Yeah, so two weeks' time, all right? Two weeks' time, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Ian, and thank you, listener. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're good. I was a bit late there. I was, yeah. I was playing with the cat. Sorry, she was being cute. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Cool. See, see you next time. Thanks, Ian. Yeah. Bye. Bye.